It's all about kicking back, relaxing, and enjoying the show. Take the time out of your day to listen to new music and the new sound of radio. Tune in every day, all day, for the greatest hits, latest news, and community events that you can be a part of. MoncoRadio.com, where music and minds meet. Someday soon, just after the final chords of rock and roll all night ring out on that Shea Stadium stage, I'll pick up my bass and exit stage right. America will have seen the last of Kiss on stage. America was our home. These were our people, and playing the final shows will be bittersweet, to say the least. You wanted the best, you got the best. The hottest band in the world, KISS. Kiss Army, you wanted the best and you got it. I am Matt Porter and you are in the Kiss Room. Of course, today I've got Bobby Dreyer in the studio. I got Michael Cavaccini in the studio. Hey guys, how's it going? I got all of you tuned in all around the planet. And obviously, look, we got a lot to talk about. It's been a busy week in Kiss. We got Rock and Pod coming up, so we have that to talk about. We also have the world premiere of a brand new song by the Brothers McCready called PBR because this is our kickoff of spring break right here in the Kiss Room. But first, the thing that everybody's been talking about is the final tour, the final show. I want to send a birthday shout-out to my beautiful wife, Amy Porter, and this was her reaction when I bought a shirt last before COVID that said the final tour ever. Do you think that she has heard me say, this might be the last show ever, I have to go, judged by her reaction right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> why, why are you laughing so hard? It's the final tour ever. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I remember the times I was lonely without 
look, that's how you start off the show here yeah. on a Friday. We're having the most fun time ever. I mean, look, obviously, like I said, happy birthday to my beautiful wife. Oh, and that was Amy. her that was her happy reaction. Birthday. Happy birthday to you, Amy. <laughs> now look, here's the funny thing, right? So, and we were what Matt, we were talking me, about this was that show when we saw the last show that I saw of Kiss was February 4th, 2020. Allentown, PPL Center, right? Great Just show. before the COVID. Like, when you think about it, that's February. A month later, we're locked down, right? Wow. So we're walking along, and there was one of those guys, hey, big guy, want a shirt? Want a shirt? That's <laughs> this great bootleg shirt. And that's, of course, it says the final tour ever. And that was her reaction. It was pretty <laughs> realistic to me every time saying, well, I think this really is the last one. And, of course, this what year week, was that? that so that was 2020. And then you figure now the funny thing is now that version that, in, that version of Lover All I Can was actually from Bristol, Virginia. That's um, July 2004 was the rock what became the Rock the Nation DVD. They actually recorded it that night. In fact, if you watch Rock the Nation DVD right before I Want You, if you're really sharp eyed, you can see me in the crowd really? for a second. Now, look, hot girls get close ups. Big woolly mammoths like myself, you got to fight for a spot on the camera. You know what I mean? It's hey, so I wound up on the Super Bowl. <laughs> right. Well, that's, yeah, exactly. You know, it's so, uh, so yeah, that's where that version of Love Her All I Can. And that was one of those things. They hadn't done that song in a long time. You know, that's one of those. Remember when they did Instant Live? You know, I when you love walked that. out, love those. And Paul's like, yeah, we haven't done this song in years and years. And, and they hadn't. So it was really a treat. You know, and uh, so that's where that came from. Fun stuff. So shout out to my wife for not believing that it would ever be the last show, right. which is true. So Three years later, you're going to go see him again. And look, that's the thing is, think about that. You know, I did manage to see two times. You said you saw six times. Well, it'll be six tour? times after December 1st. I've seen him five times so far on this tour. And frankly, it's been the most fun tour right. I've ever attended. I mean, it's really just been a blast. So Philly, you were at that one, same one when I was, was at it. So I'm in Philly, Allentown, Hershey. Hershey was yeah. great. Uh, Atlantic City. Uh, I also saw him in Atlanta. Because uh, wow. I was in Atlanta actually staying at Diamond Dallas Page's house. Fantastic. And I said, you know what? Kiss is in town. I'm going on the first day that I get there, which happened also to be <laughs> WrestleMania. Oh, my God. <laughs> and Jake the Snake Roberts said, take my car. My driver is going to bring you to the show. I wow. was like, here I am going to Kiss. Jake the Snake's driver is bringing me to the show. Like, how can life get any better? What kind of dream is that? I had a dream where Jake the Snake Roberts said, my driver's going to take you to go to the Kiss concert. <laughs> That's pretty wild. I mean, obviously, look, for anybody that's just tuning in, I do have Michael Cavaccini joining us again here in the Kiss room. Fantastic. Welcome back. Yeah, happy to be here. And Bobby Dreher, uh, yeah. of course. Oh! So... Obviously, look, everybody that's tuned in, if you're KISS fans, obviously the thing that's on everybody's mind, final shows, they go on sale. They were on Howard Stern, which we're going to talk about that. Especially, it's funny, a lot of time people right away were like, why would they go on Howard Stern? You know, Howard Stern, Gene threatened at one point to punch him in the face. You know, what was going on? And it's funny because I actually have a clip that I'm probably going to save to maybe the second hour of the KISS room. It's about eight minutes long, and it's actually from the week Eric Carr had died. Mm. They're they're talking about in the news how they're having, you know, Eric's ceremony was that Saturday. And Howard's kind of ripping on Kiss. And you'll hear that if you if I have time in the second hour, I'm going to play that. Because um, obviously we've come a long way, you know, between that mention of Kiss on Howard Stern to him having their, 
you know, having them make their big announcement on the air with them. So that's pretty exciting. But uh, so obviously tickets went on sale. Everybody's out there either got yeah. their tickets, is crying about not getting tickets. But look, all I can say is we'll see you in New York. And uh, we're going to have the most fun time ever. I think it's going to be a gathering of all the coolest people on the planet. And we'll all have a fun time. So that's what I'm really looking forward to. And obviously, the other thing that's on everybody's mind, we're going to talk about that. But obviously, Rock and Pod's coming up next week. We're going to have a great time with Rock and Pod. So everybody that's out there within the sound of my voice that's going to want to go to Rock the letter N pod.com, you know, you get all the information. There's so much going on. Do you have the sheet in front of you with all the events of uh, rock and pod? I mean, no. really there's the rock and pod expo. Obviously anybody that's listening to the kiss room knows what rock and pod. If you've been with us for anything more than about a minute, we've I've been to every rock and pod and it, it is the gathering of all the coolest rock and roll podcasts. If you listened to uh, harem just before that we came on, Obviously, we had Courtney Cronin Dold. One of the big events that also surrounds Rock and Pod on that Sunday is a screening of Kiss Exposed with live commentary by comedians, which is going to be fantastic. I'm totally looking forward to that. There's obviously there's Keel Fest too, so obviously everybody knows the connections to Keel and Ron Keel and Mark Ferrari and that whole group. So there's certainly a Kiss tie in there. We're going to talk to. In fact, I have Mark Ferrari on my list of guests. I'm going to interview, so I'm looking forward to that. And uh, you know, we're really super just psyched for uh, Rock and Pod coming up. I think uh, that's really what. Uh, well, you know, that's what's the, going on. We got the pre-party, uh, which is going to be that uh, Friday night, uh, the 17th, uh, which is uh, Rare Hair with special guests, a lot of really cool things. We're doing a little pre-event beforehand. It's for the VIPers and everybody who's doing that. And uh, again, thank you, Chris and Zach, Tracy, everybody. I, I'm very honored to be uh, one of the diamond sponsors for the whole rock and pod and you know look it, it's uh an honor to be be there and be part of this and matt look i wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for you again celebrating 18 10 and 8 oh. right well i think we're 14 in our minds and that's uh, with a lot of extra <laughs> mileage i don't know but the uh i mean i look look i think it's just fantastic the fact that really one of the things that you mentioned you have somebody like chris sinzuk who has put so much work but he has a dynamite team people like tracy who helps him schedule and all this and that and the other and we're going to see him all next week which i can't wait but really that's i think more than anything that's the part that i like it really is a giant community of people everybody kind of just wants to like i just want to see everybody i just want to hang out and talk to all these other people that i listen to all the time you know if you listen to the kiss room last month you heard us talking to chris about it it really is it's all about the community it's all about talking to people that you know you listen to in your car and they feel like they're with you all the time and there they are in the flesh standing right there having the best time ever and uh so yeah we're looking forward to rock and pod i think what we're you know and one thing i'm going down with bobby and we're flying and what we're going to find out is that you know he's going to realize that i am a terrible flight person i never know where i'm going he's gonna to have to lead me around like because i'm always lost but with that in mind what are we gonna do we're gonna hop on a plane we're going to nashville next week nashville rock and pod Just can't wait. It just can't wait.
on touching you and uh, here we are and hopefully you're all tuned in having the best time ever we are kicking off spring break here at Monco now look if you go to MontcoRadio.com, you might be listening on MontcoRadio.com. if you go to the listen page and go to the bottom of the listen page there's a chat box where you can chat live during the show now one of the things um, when when we're on I can talk right back to you. That way you don't have to have any social media. You can ask us questions. And you can also say, hey, look, will you play New York Fury? Because that's what Connie wants to hear. And you're listening to some New York Fury right here in the Kiss Room on Monaco Radio, where music and minds meet.
And that was New York Fury. You heard us talking with Gene Hunter on the January issue of the Kiss Room, talking all about New York Fury having the best time ever. And now one thing you'll notice is if you ever tune into Monaco Radio on Saturday at midnight, that is what's time for Midnight Madness. Now, obviously, Midnight Madness plays a lot of songs just like that. We have the best time ever. And like I said, if you go to ModcoRadio.com and you go to the listen page, at the bottom there's a chat room, and you can chat with everybody that's there. Now, during Midnight Madness, I'm going to tell you, you got to be ready for anything because people are leaving comments left and right. It is a party. Connie, I see you putting some stuff on there. It says, yeah, Midnight Madness is crazy. We have the best time ever. Now, look, obviously, I got Bobby Dreyer here. Yay! I got Michael Cavaccini here. Woo! And welcoming back to the Kiss Room, we have one of our awesome students here at Monco, Evan Healy. How Evan are you? Evan Healy! Hey, hey, what's going on, you guys? How you doing? So now it sounds like it's, let's see, is that yeah, Mike wait, on? Here you go. Uh, no. You know, it could be you got to unplug it and plug it back in. I, we tested everything before oh, we went on the air. Now, obviously, hey, look, anybody that wow. tuned in back in the summer, knows that we had Evan because he is the producer for the Brothers McCready. So tell us all about the Brothers McCready because those of you that are tuned in now will get a world premiere, world broadcast premiere of the new song from the Brothers McCready. We are kicking off spring break with a little bit of PBR. PBR, baby. So tell us all about it. Tell us about Brothers McCready filling all these fans listening all around the world. So Brothers McCready is um, a band uh, that I work with out in Colorado, and uh, big surprise, it's my brother, hence Brothers McCready. <laughs> um, I know we're going into spring break, but they are out in Colorado right now shredding the powder. That is why they can't be with us right now. Um, but so we're, uh, we're working out there. We'll fly out there to snowy Colorado with some of the gear, record some of the scratch tracks out there, then come on right back here and get, uh, get all the other musicians on it. 
So, so that's fantastic. I mean, look, and that's one of the things that, first of all, I love the fact that, like I said, we are here at Montgomery County Community College. Anybody that's listening to Monaco Radio, you know that. But one of the things that we've talked about pretty extensively is the fact that the program here for sound recording and music technology is excellent. So Evan's learning his craft, cutting his teeth, and making hit singles right here in these studios, which is fantastic. So talk about, we are going to premiere the new song, PBR. Sure. Talk about the fact that a lot of this has been done long distance between here, Colorado, flying back and forth, shipping files back and forth, having good vibes through the interwebs. Mm-hmm. Go through that process. We're sending vibes from across the country, man. Right. So we're flying uh, from Pennsylvania out to Colorado. And um, basically, we'll uh, we'll get out all the gear out here, and it's very scary, very scary taking it on a plane, <laughs> seeing them. You're looking out the window, seeing them hucking bags on, just throwing them as hard as they can right into the plane, just like that. <laughs> and I'm worried that's the sound my microphones are going to be making oh. when they throw them in there. So the travel itself is just a it's a little nerve wracking, but once you get out there, man, it's uh, there's there's just nothing like it. You know, the mountains, the snow, even in the summer. All the trees, everything, all the wilderness, it's gorgeous. And then, you know, what do we do? Lock ourselves inside to record. (laughs) Exactly. Nothing like all that great, you know, outdoorsy stuff and then being in a closet to record. That's Oh, yeah. I like to say, you know, we I travel a great distance. Don't go anywhere. How'd you wind up hooking up with these guys? How how did that relationship start about? Um, So, you know, unfortunately, one of them is my brother. No, I'm just kidding. Um, So he's he's been playing, you know, for forever. You know, I grew up hearing um, long-distance runaround licks coming out of my basement, you know, him shredding guitar down there. And, you know, when I was, you know, 10, 11, 12 years old, it was just, shut that, shut up, shut up. You know, it was just, it wasn't anything uh, that I was thinking was going to turn into anything. But um, then uh, as him and uh, Jason, the vocalists of the group, went to college together, they started uh, honing their craft, doing open mic stuff, you know, and just kind of just doing, you know, the college thing, not really expecting it to be anything. And then they won an open mic contest, got flown out to Las Vegas to perform. And they were like, hey, well, you know, this might be something that we could actually do. And fortunately for them, I come into the mix and uh, with with my uh, knowledge from Monco, I came in just at the right time. If I started working with him a year before, I would have been keeping him back. And if I started working with him uh, a year ahead, they would have been holding me back. But I think we a came... A year from now, will they be able to afford you? I don't know. They'll always be able to afford me. They, they feed me enough out there, man. Uh, they, all they eat out there is um, lentils, basically. You you know, so when I get out there, they got uh, a whole bunch of food and beer and everything out there for me. So it's, I'm like a guy standing out on the street. We'll work for food. Will engineer for food. <laughs> well, you know, it's nice. I mean, obviously, anybody that listens to the Kiss Room, you know that back in the summer, we played Ride the Wave. Yes, sir. Old Suitcase, which oh, yeah. to me, Ride the Wave was one of those songs of the summer. You know, it sounds adventurous. It sounds youthful. It's good for sitting in a little pool of water and kind of just putting your nose right up to the water and saying, oh, this is exactly where I want to be. It's nice. Yeah, it's a relaxer. But today, we have the world premiere, as I said, of the new song, PBR. Give us the details on the origins of the song, what we're thinking about. Obviously, we're going to listen. We're going to think about drinking. But you could have chocolate milk if you want out there, okay? Now, I don't know about you guys, but when I hear the initials PBR, obviously, the first thing I think of is professional bull riding. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Come on, Pepst. So when you Google PBR, you know, the first thing that comes up is the professional bull riding 
uh, association or whatever it is down in Texas. Um, but that is not what our song is about. You'll hear it. Um, our song is about Pat's Blue Ribbon. Oh, hey, yeah. PBR. We are uh, open. Hint, hint. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, and um, really, it's just about, you know, hey, you're out there on a winter day. Nothing better. Cracking one open. You know, you're not thinking. Just drinking. That's all you're doing. <laughs> you know, look, if there is a better way to kick off spring break here at Monco with I'm not even thinking, I'm just drinking, here's the world broadcast premiere of the Brothers McCready PBR right here on Monco Radio where music and minds meet. Woo!
All right. Now, look, I think if that doesn't get you in the mood for not thinking and just drinking, I'll tell you. So we're starting our spring break with the world broadcast premiere. An exclusive. An exclusive (laughs) from the Brothers McCready. Now, that's one thing. Where can people find the other songs of the Brothers McCready if they want to download them, add them to their playlist, sitting out there having the most fun time, maybe riding the wave? Where should they go? Anywhere. We are on iTunes, Amazon, uh, Spotify, even Peloton. What? If you want to listen to us while you're biking your way through the Himalayan mountains. How about that? Now, that's pretty cool. Or drinking a PBR while you're biking. Yes. How'd you get hooked up with that? (laughs) So, um, CD Baby just releases it on 24 platforms worldwide. So, it's, you know, the the standard ones uh, here in the States, you know, Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, and all that right. stuff. But then there's places, oh, God, I'm not even going to try to say the names of the platforms. Some places in, like, Bangladesh, there's places in England, there's places in, you know, Asia, all sorts of these, um, the same kind of streaming services. They're just called different things. So, it's available to everybody around the world. That's awesome. I'll tell you, I think I think that would make you pretty proud if you thought somebody was sweating on their bike listening to something like that. would be great. Now, of course, they got off the bike and wanted a beer, but, you know, it's you know it's some kind of inspiration, right? <laughs> I love it. That's because you have to go to the bathroom. So <laughs> give, us, give us the scoop. I mean, as far as all the people who played on that track, shout out your brother, Jason, who else? So this one, um, this one was a little bit different. We have the incomparable Chuck Treese, who, yeah. if you're from Philadelphia and you have any ties to the music industry, you know how much of a powerhouse Chuck Treese is. Uh, Coming in, he played the drums on this track as well as the bass. So he's a one-man rhythm section, as well as just a great time to have around. Mm. Uh, And then we have um, the terrific Howard, Sir Howard Gordon. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. uh, Howie Gordon on, uh, on keys. So he's doing clav and organ in there. Uh, and then we got um, I hooked up with a couple of horn players. Um, shout out uh, York Street Hustle uh, from EBE. Um, I was working a wedding gig, and uh, I linked up with them guys and just said, hey, you guys want to do some studio work? Heck yeah, let's come on in. They got some stuff uh, sorted out, and that was a killer session. Got the horns on there. Uh, and then, you know, it's a pretty simple track. There's, there's not, much, uh, not much more than that. I apologize if I'm forgetting anybody, but uh, Michael played all the guitar parts. Uh, Jason did, you know, all the vocals and everything. And so it's a pretty, it's a keep it simple. Keep so it obviously, simple look, anybody that's uh, just tuning in and you're thinking, well, how come you're not playing a Kiss song? Uh, like I said before, you're listening to Monco Radio. Obviously, we are broadcasting here from the beautiful Bluebell campus of Montgomery County Community College. And that song was really recorded for the most part and finished in our studios here. Correct. So the thing that I like to point out to anybody within the sound of my voice which is you, is the fact that really when it comes down to it, if you want to learn this kind of stuff, it's a great place to be. Obviously, it's more than just Monco Radio where music and minds meet. Now, you talked about if they had used you a year ago, you would have held them back. What has the journey been? What are the major things you have learned along the way? Well, getting to go to Monco and work with a three-time platinum, three-time Grammy-nominated producer, David Ivory, and just getting to study and work under him, you know, both on campus and at his own spot and everything. It's just, you know, the uh, people our age just don't get to go into a studio like these and just get your hands on stuff. You know, you kind of have to be a fly on the wall, a little scared to ask questions. You don't want to, you know, interrupt the session or anything. But with stuff like this, I mean, you have a multi-million dollar studio and a Grammy-nominated producer walking you through each step. 
So a year ago, man, I wouldn't have known what one of the channels on those board did. But <laughs> now, uh, a little bit later, I can pilot that thing like Han Solo myself. So <laughs> having, um, you know, just having that experience, that guidance. And aside from him, Howie Gordon, who's playing on our tracks, Rondi Silvestro, he's playing drums on a lot of our other tracks. He did Ride the Wave. Michael Kelly on the bass on, on a lot of our other tracks. Uh, just having these people, you know, around and able to guide you and, you know, you can learn from the mistakes they made 20 years ago and you're just not even, you know, you're just going right through it and streamlining the process. You know, obviously you got to make your own mistakes, but having those people here uh, really set set myself and every other student up here for uh, for success if you want it bad enough. Man, that's some good words right there for sure. Yeah, it's a great point. As I was uh, driving here today, I was listening to this audiobook and uh, it's about success and everything and the guy was saying that the most successful people in the world fail more than anyone else because they're willing to go through that right because if you're not mm. willing to fail and learn from those failures you're not going to succeed so congrats right. on making all well that done. well you look at baseball you know your averages are you know yeah. percentage going up to bat you're not going to hit a home run you're yeah. not even going to get on base right so if you look I believe hey. it was Teddy Roosevelt, one of the greatest human beings in history, not up for debate. Uh, that, that, that said, uh, if you know, I, if you follow anything with not up for debate or hashtag facts, hashtag it makes it undebatable. Go undebatable. ahead. <laughs> he said, uh, heck, if I'm right 10% of the time, I should be so lucky. Right. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing. I think one of the things, even with, with watching a lot of the students down there in the studios, sometimes you do kind of mess up, but you learn Ooh, something from time. it. And sometimes you get cool results out of it. You know, it's like you go, well, gee, that kind of sounds, you know, a little bit different. You go like, okay, so you, you got to kind of find your own way sometimes. Find your style. Find your way of uh, communicating. Yeah. You know, that's what we do. Yeah. And I don't even drink, but I thought that PBR <laughs> song was great. <laughs> You're about to start. Yeah, it's like, ah, oh, this is pretty He's cool. switching it to uh, peanut butter and jelly. or a PBJ. So I'll tell you what, everybody out there that is listening to me right now, go find the Brothers McCready. Spell it for everybody. So right now, this is actually kind of a funny debacle. Uh, but for us, so the first song that we released, there was a little bit of a mishap with the name. So it is under right now on Spotify, iTunes, everywhere, Bros McCready. Okay. B-R-O-S period M-C-C-R-E-E-D-Y. However, the <laughs> release name, see, this is part of the going back and forth between Colorado and here. You know, there's a <laughs> right. little bit of miscommunication every once in a while. Um, however, the band name is Brothers McCready. So we are going to transfer Ride the Wave from Bros to Brothers. So right now, if you're looking for Ride the Wave, it's going to be under Bros McCready. We had to make it difficult for you guys. <laughs> and then this next one is going to be released under Brothers McCready, and that will be cleaned up very shortly. Ride the Wave is with your brothers, but PBR you share with your bros. With your bros. <laughs> exactly. It's more of a bros song. Woo. Beers with the bros. Any last-minute thoughts you want to share with all of your listeners all around the planet? Man, just thank you guys for listening. Thank you in particular for taking the time out Woo! of uh, out of your day, out of um, you know, out of the radio show, and to the listener taking your time out of your day to you know just check us out and and look at us and just a little bit of support, man. It, it goes such a long way, and we always appreciate it. And you know, once they do start playing shows, and get on it, guys. Uh, then we hope to see all of you guys 
out there in the crowd and we'll bring you up on stage and we'll crack a cold one with you. Real quick, so you were out in Colorado. Yes. How much of a contact high did you get out there? <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, Matt, you want to fade me out real quick? So there we go and we'll end it right on that because we are headed into spring break and the funny thing is every band whether they are celebrating their last show ever, they all had a first gig. So, you know, now you heard this pretty early in their career when 50 years from now you're all fighting for tickets to see the Brothers McCready. You heard them here first in the Kiss Room and on Monco Radio. Listen, where music if you see us, if you see us live and you say, hey, we heard you guys on Monco Radio, bam, right there, up on stage, backstage passes <laughs> and everything. You get it all. Woo, and you heard that here. Monaco Radio, where music and minds meet.
And you are listening to Monco Radio, where music and minds meet. That was Evan Healy from the Brothers McCready. That new song, PBR, hopefully is part of our kickoff for the spring break. We're looking for a nice long week off here at Monco Radio, where uh, you know we're having the most music fun and time. Meet. Now, look, obviously, I want to thank him for coming in. I want to thank uh, everybody that's tuned in right now. You can see that was Danger Us as Kiss was actually a request, request from Keith Robert. Put that in uh, one of my Facebook chats. If you go to the listen page of MontcoRadio.com, there is a chat box. You can see Fury Queen posted some really nice gifts of, uh, is it gifts or gifs? I don't know. Gif. You know, gif, <laughs> gif, it's peanut butter. We're back to PB and R. Gifts, I give you a yeah. gif, right. So look, we're having the most fun time ever. Now look, obviously this week really started the speculation into overtime. What will these final shows look like? Now, there's a, that's a lot to unpack because, number one, and I've kind of said this all along, I don't think that this show on December 2nd is the last Kiss show. It's the last Kiss show of touring. Does that mean they could do a Vegas residency, a one-off thing, a festival? And here's the thing. A lot of people are bitching oh, why are people spending so much money when you know it won't be the last show? And I say this, right? If I get a piece of pie, do I care <laughs> if somebody else makes another piece of pie for you the next day? No, I'm going to enjoy my pie. And that's what it comes down to. To me, first of all, I've seen Kiss a couple times in Madison Square Garden. Love it. I saw the reunion tour in Madison Square Garden. There is something special about going to Madison Square Garden to see Kiss because you know, for them, that was a goal in their young lives. And here we are, 50 years later for Kiss, they're... Quote, I can't do air quotes over the air because you can't see me, but they are doing the final shows at Madison Square Garden. So question one, do we think this is really the last show? Do you think there will be more? I know there's going to be a cruise. Right. But they're not going to... Look, you know, if I bought into the BS, I bought into it. You know, <laughs> know what I'm saying? But I don't, I don't I, think you know it's what? BS. I, you know what? I don't care. Right. I, I just want to be there. I put it this way. When I heard him on Howard, right. I, I know what day it was. I know where I was three years ago when right. I heard that. I, it was almost a gut punch. I was like, um, and I heard something in voices that, um, you know, look, 74, how much do you, can you really keep doing this? You know, look, it takes a freaking toll on your body. That actually brings up another good point. I think in some ways, and this is, I'm, I'm going to just cut you off for a second, but I think that's the thing about KISS. One, we have been spoiled by the fact that KISS has been with us all our lives just about. Right, like, and I go back to 1976, so I'm eight. So I've had Kiss oh, since I'm before, eight years yeah. old. Now, here's the thing: you don't like to think that Gene and Paul are in their 70s, and that there is for everyone, whether you like it or not, there is an end of the road. The fact is, we've never found it with Kiss. It's never been well. No, we're done. You know, three years later, bands today are here today, gone today. You know, the idea that we've been that spoiled, that's a whole other thing. And, you know, anybody that listened to Harem and you heard us having the most fun time in there, the fact was, you know, you're still about 10, 12, 14 years old in your mind. Bobby's theme was hold on to 18. 18, absolutely. But, man, I'm about 
14 in my mind. Well, my, look, my, we, we had Len on, and he yeah. was even talking about it. You know, it's tough. Look, hey, I'll even give a shout-out to Tony Coelho. You know, he'll be anyone this year. And the guy's still a powerhouse, and he's doing a lot of things. But it takes a toll. Yeah. You know? Paul talked about having multiple surgeries. Well, and he just fell uh, yeah. a few weeks ago and hurt his hip, and so he's back on the bike. He uh, shared that on social media recently. But, yeah, I do think that this is probably – to Bobby's point, it for them for touring. If they do one-offs and things like that, fine. But for me, like you said, but the pie, I've never <laughs> been to Madison Square Garden. I'm a wrestling fan and a Kiss fan. Right. So Madison Square yeah. Garden's a special place. And to see Kiss in New York, 50th anniversary, you know, one of the final dates of their tour, uh, it's going to be special no matter what. Um, Absolutely. And if this is my last time seeing them, which it probably will be, at least we're going out with a bang. Absolutely. And plus the fact, I think the excitement level, the fact that there are literally people coming from all over the planet to be there. That's exciting. Yeah, it's, a, it's just a celebration where it brings everyone together. And that's the coolest part to your point about Rock and Pod. I'm there not just for the music, but the, for the atmosphere to see people right. who I haven't seen in forever, who I've never met. Right. And we're there to share our love of Kiss and uh, hopefully hit up some spots in the city. Oh, yeah. It, so it, it'll be it's fun. It's great. Look, I'm even, you know, wiggling my board somehow in a bag. And you, Matt knows I'll, I'll skate anywhere. Right. You'll be as long as I don't break a hip this right. time, you know. But <laughs> the whole thing is look. Kiss was my first show. I still have that stub. And it's, right. I was driving over here today. I'm listening to, uh, I just bought the whole Casablanca uh, right. box set box on set. Uh, iTunes. And you know, going through it, I'm, I love listening to it from the beginning to the end. I'm going, this is awesome. I remember where I was when I got each album. That's another thing I think in some ways it's so tied to the nostalgia of where were you when you heard this? Where were you when you got that album? Who were you with? What were you doing? Uh, there's a lot of memories tied to everything of you know our whole lives. And I think with that in mind, it takes you to the, I think the other big point that everybody's discussing, will former members be involved in these last shows? And what do you think about that? <clears throat> I have to watch. <laughs> well, I mean, and, and yeah, you gotta kind of. It's it's funny because like the the thing is that in a lot of ways, right away it comes to okay, Ace and Peter. Will Ace and Peter be there? But certainly Bruce represents mm -hmm. all, that whole era of unmasked Kiss. You know, you think of Bruce right, right away. You know, now Vinny, I don't think is going to be there, and that's you know, and we, it's funny how everything dovetails together because we're getting ready for Rock and Pod, and that becomes a sore subject when you talk about <laughs> Vinny Vincent. But I think obviously, like right away, you're thinking, okay, well, Ace I, I, Peter. I told you, going Bruce. back to the Vinny thing, the funnier part was uh, the cruise fest. I, I was with uh, Bobby Rock, uh, Slaughter, yeah. and Dana, and then I had the Vinny shirt on, and they're all just <laughs> pointing at it like right. laughing at me. Making fun but, of you. Yeah, but, uh, you know, look, uh, Gene and Paul said this. Eric and Tommy have been in the band 20 years. Right. Uh, <laughs> Do you want to bring your ex-girlfriend around? <laughs> you know, I think you hit on that pretty much exactly as Paul has always kind of referred to it as, do you want that headache? And I think in a way, do they want the last time to have any headaches? You know, and I mean, so now before I tell you what I think, what do you think, Michael? So 
I'm perfectly content with it just being the current lineup. I think if they bring out anyone like Bruce, Peter, or Ace, uh, obviously I don't think it's going to be in makeup, um, but I think that's just kind of like the cherry on top. I don't think it's required. I'm still going to enjoy the ice cream. But if they want to add a cherry, I'll have the cherry. Yeah. See, we got pie, cherries, PBR. You can see where our minds are at. Right, we're hungry. Now, Now, here's the thing, right? It's two nights. I do think that they will record it for a possible, you know, future, not, you know, maybe a download or something. I mean, I don't know if anybody prints DVDs anymore. But that last, the second night, that Saturday night, there's there's two things that I think they should do. Now, obviously, everybody in the KISS camp listens to the KISS room. They're going to want to hear my every word. I think. Now, obviously, and if you listen to that Howard Stern interview, they talked a lot about Eric and Tommy have been in the band the longest, blah, 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 blah. With almost no effort, Peter Chris needs to come back and do Beth. Because you figure he only ever did it to a track anyway. Right. In and the he 70s, can sit down. And all they need to do, and I will lose my mind if they bring that little stool onto the stage, the one that he always sat on, if they set that up, you don't need the piano, that thing comes out and hits the spotlight, and you know Peter's going to come out, I will lose my mind. And then if he comes up, they say, hey, Peter, Chris, and he comes, or even, I wouldn't even say it, have them just the music starts and Peter, Chris comes walking out and does Beth. Okay, now look, I want that. And that I want that really for also for Peter, because that's the thing. Peter was the one that they always said, you know, Peter said this is the garden. Peter said this is the garden. I want credit for that. You know, when he said that on the Tom Snyder thing. Um, the uh, So that's one part. And then I think really, now look, you know, Paul said, you know, well, you know, it would be a disservice and this and that and the other. And Tommy's been in the band. You do rock and roll night. And just everybody comes out, Kiss Live Unplugged style, where everybody does a solo, ace, boom, boom, you know, you figure, come on, you don't think that place would go berserk? And the funny thing on on Howard Stern, they said, well, when we did it at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, we were worried people would be confused. There will be no one in that arena who is not a diehard fan just because of the pricing. I've been to KISS shows where you could tell it was a Saturday night that people were getting the general admission ticket and going in the lawn. And, they, you know, they knew the hits and stuff. They weren't going to know if we got x-ray eyes or something like that. You know, but this show, these shows, especially those last two, will not have the casuals. No. Nobody's making the decision no. to spend $900. No, apparently it's already you know, sold out. It's sold out already. But that's yeah. what I'm saying. And the people that were buying it, there was nobody there that's getting it on a lark. Oh, I think I should go try this band Kiss. You know what I mean? So I think nobody, and I think that they that they really owe it to the fans, and they don't owe us anything, quite frankly. But we will not be confused by what's going on. Who's this ace guy? Who is this guy? He doesn't look like that other guy that was just out here. And look, I don't know if... I don't know if Ace and Peter want to wear the makeup. I don't know if they're comfortable since they, you know, P, uh, Tommy and Eric are wearing the makeup. I'd like to see them just come out, just come, yeah. come out in their street clothes, regular, looking cool like rock stars. What do you think? I, you know, look, I, I, I don't, I don't want to be there at, at drama or an S show either. So, and my thing is, is um, Peter hasn't been playing. He doesn't need to play though. That's what I'm saying. He should just sing. 
But come how out, do we do know best. how his voice is? You know, because it, it, he keeps whole... putting those little videos out where he's doing karaoke. Well, maybe that's why great. they're not going to do a sound check. They don't want anyone there to see him warm up. Right? Maybe that's it. See, it's, um, it's going to be a surprise. And and look, Ace is out on the road. He's out with you know good friends sure. of ours with Jeremy and yeah. Ryan and you know Matt. But love those guys. I. Uh, you know, Johnny, love you, love Ace, love everything that was going on. And it was great. I had a great time. I get to hear Ace do Ace. Uh, but I don't need to hear the bad blood. You know, I, I just got to feel see, maybe that's the point, though. Nah. Maybe it's that one last time for them to hug it out. I don't think I want. Happen. I want that closure nah. for them all to say, look, we started this in a crappy little loft that we've heard about a million times. And here we are, fifty years later. Now, yeah, there's there's bad blood. I mean, obviously, Paul still kind of makes little snipey remarks. Right. Oh, we, you know, and Gene is always well, not right. And, and when you, I was disappointed <laughs> during the interview when he said that because I think it. But that's when he was also referring to the Hall of Fame, and they didn't want to do a bad showing at the Hall of Fame, and the Hall of Fame induction ceremony became stupid. You know, it was nice they got up and they talked, but. Why didn't they play? You know, because there was too much politics. There was too much kind of bad blood in the room, whatever. I mean, obviously, we're not in those meetings. I don't know what really happened. But it wasn't what we wanted. Now, because it's funny. I remember when they first... It's why I think everybody was excited that they should get into the Hall of Fame in the first place. Everybody's kiss rooms in their house, which is why this show's called The Kiss Room. Everybody has a kiss room in their house <laughs> that has that's a cooler shrine to kiss. And our love of kiss... Anything you could find in that place in Cleveland. And I guarantee if you are listening to me now, even if you have a kiss corner, a kiss shelf, it's got something on there that means more to you than anything that you could see if you went to Cleveland. <laughs> my and Stanley jacket. Stan, we've told that story <laughs> several times. Bobby's jacket. How'd you get my jacket? His jeans leather jacket that he got from Stan Lee. Gave think it to about Stan. That. Right. Now, and I here's bought it the off thing. Of Stan. When you think about, I think that's to me, that's what it comes down to is I think in my mind, I want for all of them to feel the victory of hitting 50 years, celebrating the end of touring. But again, we're going to speculate forever. Matt, think about in the 90s. What did we speculate? When will he put the makeup back on? Will we ever have a reunion? Matt, <laughs> the thing I'm happy about, and I told you, 10 years of here, I would have not have thought in 2013 when I walked in here to see that poster on your wall, but to <laughs> say in 10 years of doing the Kiss Room and everything we've done, I met every member of Kiss with you. Right. We've spent time with Every member, Michael's been, you right. know, it's Allentown, this, that show we had in Allentown, that'll never happen again. That little thing we had, whatever happens in New York, I could give a rat's butt. Well, it's funny that you say that because when we talked to Len earlier, you know, we were talking about when we had a live 75 here and all the fun we had with them. I was thrilled that in the Howard Stern interview, they mentioned Junior. Yes. And Junior throwing the road manager for Argent in the, because one of my favorite, really anything related to this show, one of my favorite moment memory kind of things is when we had a live 75 here. Mm -hmm. Both Linda for Kiss. the for the, Chris, for the promo. Yeah. And then we had Lydia Chris, Len D'Alessio, J.R. Smalling here for that event. And still to this day, it's where JR says, You wanted the best, you got it. The hottest man in the world, Matt Porter. 
That's my ringtone when I wake up in the morning. It's literally my alarm. <laughs> you know, you feel good about yourself first thing in the morning. You know what I mean? It's just like I was driving here do. and listening to the first Alive album and just hearing yeah. JR's voice and you go, you still get bumps. And I remember when I yeah. heard that album from first time. And that's to that point, not everybody can share in this moment on earth. So let's make it as much fun as possible. One thing I want to point out, which I think is kind of cool is, so I'm a huge Journey fan and Journey's on its 50th anniversary right. tour right now. So who knew? Journey and Kiss came out the same year and they brought out Greg Raleigh uh, including uh, Steve Lukather for He's, a show. He stays and works with my buddy Yayo. Greg is awesome. <laughs> so I, you just... know, if if Journey, a band that has had more political issues than any band I can oh, think of God. lately, if, if John and Neil can be on a stage together and make it work and bring Greg Raleigh out, you know, I think Kiss could do something special on the first and the second. Something we were talking about before we got on here is that I do think that they're going to do the same show on the December 1st and December 2nd. Or at least I hope so, because I'm there Friday night, <laughs> and I don't want you guys on Saturday night getting something I'm not. <laughs> well, but see, that's I think I, I agree. I think the bulk of the show will be pretty much the same. For that exact reason, they know that not everybody's there both nights, and they want everybody to have a good time. But I do think that if, if they just save that right to the end, Peter Singh and Beth, everybody doing rock and roll night. That would be... A nice fitting. The thing ending. I don't want is every. I'm not going to look at the video from December first. Right, I don't want to know. Right, I don't want to know. I don't. I don't. You know, it's kind of like got to be secret. Yes, I, I don't want to know. That was a great thing. Even you know, <laughs> no we've Facebook. been on the Kiss Cruise. I had the opportunity, and big shout out again to Dale. You know, Dale, we love you. Thank you for listening. You know, you're you're there. But I had the opportunity to shoot Dale and the Mobile Mafia. You with, shot him. With Tommy Thayer. And I got to see some of this, but I left and then came back when they were doing their meet and greet with Tommy and uh, with Doc and everybody. Uh, I didn't want to see the show because I was going the next day. I'm going, I just don't want to. Right. I'm like, <laughs> and being this old, I still want to get my, you know, <laughs> this is cool. That Christmas yeah. morning feeling. Yes. Right. Exa that's what it is. Right. I remember opening up and getting, you know, rock and roll over and, you know, the when the originals came out, when that, we're never going to get stuff like that. You know, I think that's, I mean, um, we're going to go into the top of the hour with the Kiss Room House Band, and uh, but I think that to me, and I've, I've thought about it a lot, the day that, that when they had the Howard Stern interview and, and Paul actually came right out, it's in the first two minutes of the thing, he gives the, he gives the two dates. Okay, here's the dates. I remember getting pretty bummed out by that because you do there. There's a certain finality to that that you that I guess in a way we've been spoiled. You never thought you'd see coming, and you remember being eight years old, ten years old, running through the department store to go get a live two one off the it rack. It almost made Howard turn into like the rock and roll Doctor Kavorkian. We're going to talk about that a lot because I have a lot of feelings on on Howard Stern and why they were on Howard Stern and why that's important as well. But for now, because it's spring break, we're going to go to the top of the hour, and the Kiss Room House Band is going to take us to uh, Hollywood for. Uh, Hollywood Spring Break in Hollywood right here on the Kiss Room of Mako Radio where music and minds meet 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 you in the Kiss Room meet meet you in the Kiss Room with Matt Porter and the podcast crew 
Hey, you're not allowed to smoke in the Kiss Room. Hi, everybody. It's Gene Simmons. You're listening to the Kiss Room on Montco Radio, but you knew that. You wanted the best and you got it. The hottest man in the land, Matt Porter. Kiss Army, you wanted the best and you got it. The hottest man in the land, Matt Porter. How about that? You just got to hear that. Now, look, like I said, if you're just tuning in now, you know it is our spring break kickoff here. Monco spring break has started, and I just want you to put your feet up, take a break. Your boss called and said you can leave work right now to listen to the Kiss Room because I've got Jerry Lee Watkins. I've got Fran Galanti. We have the Kiss Room house band. They have prepared a special set of sun-baked kind of kiss tunes just for you here on Monco Radio, where music and minds meet. In studio with the Kiss Room House Band. Now here's your host, Fran Galanti. What's going on, people? we like to welcome you to Los Angeles. Los Angeles? It's the 80s, and Kiss have established themselves on the West Coast. Tanned faces and slick outfits have replaced the classic look. Gene is off doing movies, and Paul is left to steer the ship. You can feel his frustrations in the lyrics in this track. Written by Paul and Desmond Child. Lead guitar from Mark St. John. It was the opener to the certified platinum LP, Animalize. Here's I've Had Enough. Just a topic will make it so 
story comes from kissfaq.com. Love's a Deadly Weapon, written by Gene Simmons, Paul Stanley, Rod Swenson, and West Beach. While Paul and Gene had written Deadly Weapons back in 1980-81, the song's transition to the form it would take in 1985 was rather drastic. Only some of the original would be incorporated in the new song. During some pre-production of Wendy O. Williams' Wow! album, Gene heard a demo of a song Rod Swenson and West Beach called Party. Gene liked the riff from the song and borrowed it, hence why Swenson and Beach are credited on the album. With little arrangement of the old and new parts, Gene had a song with an interesting story. Here's Love's a Deadly Weapon.
We need to pour a little sugar on this next tune. From 1989's Hot in the Shade, the album was recorded during the summer of 1989 at the Fortress in Hollywood. Hollywood! Aiming for a more stripped-down sound, along with being able to produce the album with a lower budget, the band elected to use the demos they recorded and polish them up via overdubs instead of re-recording the songs. Written by Paul and Bob Halligan Jr., here's Read My Body.
This is a great track from Gene on the freshly unmasked LP, Lick It Up. The LP was certified platinum on December 19, 1990, and introduced guitarist and writer Vinnie Vincent and marked a turnaround from the band's flagging fortunes of the previous several years and successfully exposed them to a new generation of fans, marking the beginning of the unmasked era that would last for the next decade. Here's Fits Like a Glove. Stay! 
Can you feel the heat? Smell the suntan lotion? Skaters and chicks in bikinis. It's Glam Central in LA. Everyone is smiling and the video cameras are rolling. Darlings of MTV are everywhere and kisses in full California glory. Written by Paul and Diane Warren, who would go on to write so many hits, it's hard to keep track. Produced by rock veteran Ron Nevison, this song only charted in the UK. Here's Turn On The Night. And don't forget to check out our full collection of covers by searching The Kiss Room House Band on YouTube or Rumble. See you next month. Rocking you here in the Kiss Room on Monaco Radio, where music and minds meet. Frank Galanti, Jerry Lee Watkins, ah! Kiss Room House Band. Look, 
If that's not the best way to kick off spring break, like I told you, if you're listening to me right now, your boss said you could turn that way up. You know, you don't have to be at work. You want to be out in California rocking those sunshine kind of tunes with the awesome Kiss Room House Band. We have the most fun with them all the time. Uh, thanks, guys. That was amazing. Now, look, Bob Brodsky, if you're listening, of course, read my body. You know, that's I always think of our trip up to the uh, guitar show. And uh, Bob, I want to give you a shout out. Obviously, anybody that's listening live, it is March 10th as you're listening live. If you're listening on the download, you'll listen to it later. But 34 years ago, think about this. We were at City Gardens in Trenton. If there was a bright spot to the universe, that City Gardens wasn't it. But we were seeing Paul Stanley on his solo tour. It was absolutely unbelievable. I'm going to give a couple more shout outs before we get back into the discussion here. People that shared the link, people that are always supportive of me. Joe Laskin, who I'm going to see at Rock and Pod. Steve Javorski, Angel Alamo, Alan Tate, Tony Mann, Chris Sinzak, of course, Rock and Pod, Al Dent, all the way in Florida, Mikhail Burel is in Sweden, uh, Bill Elam, I'll see you at Rock and Pod, Pasquale Vary, we're going to see you in uh, New York in December, Myra Chapman, Rolla Brown from the Kiss Army, North Carolina. Come on, Bobby. North Carolina. North Carolina! <laughs> John Phillips, Sam Dotton, <laughs> Renee Loskett, Dottie Jones, Dottie Britt Mitchell, Jones. of course. Dottie, Dottie Jones and then uh, Britton Mitchell from Kiss Cosplay. Javier Boaster, which of course is Kiss Army Omaha. Omaha! <laughs> you got to be a longtime Kiss Room listener to get that joke. Why do we always say that? Josie and Belly is out in Detroit Rock City. Eric Alberti, you got to go to his Facebook group. The Kiss Cave is one of my favorites. Cameron Duty, Alive Unplugged, the music of Kiss. And also... Cam's Kiss Club, heard right here on Monco Radio, where music and minds meet every Saturday, 9 o'clock. You can listen to him the way you listen to me, and just as loud. So uh, it's a Saturday morning. Scott Parker, Connie Plummer, Dee Barlotta, Gene Hunter. Of course, you heard some New York Fury earlier. New York Fury, I'm glad I had Gene on the show back in January because he brought a lot of New York Fury fans to the Kiss Room. So I appreciate that. Cat Mara, happy birthday. Uh, I want to send a shout out. Punk and Judy, of course, the electric crush. Eric and Judy Wisniewski. We're looking forward to seeing my favorite DJs, Punk and Judy, at the Rock and Pod Expo. You can listen to the electric crush live every Wednesday. Kind of the same way you listen to me, Radio Garden or TuneIn app, all the way from uh, out by like Pittsburgh area. They do a great show and you would love it. Uh, Peter Arquette from Kiss Asylum, Joe Polo from Podcast Rock City, AJ Zonin, Anthony Porter, Julia Porter, and of course, birthday shout-outs to my lovely wife, Amy Porter, and Madison Porter, also selling a, celebrating a birthday. If you have a birthday this month, hey, happy birthday to you, too. We're having all the most fun times ever. So thanks for everybody that's tuned in right now. If you want to call in, you can call 215-619-7366. We're going to kind of, uh, we got about a half hour left in the show. We're having the most fun time here in the Kiss Room. Now, what you can do is... Here's what now we were talking about this when we were uh, when we were listening to the Kiss Room House Band, but I thought the Howard Stern show was pretty amazing. Okay, and if you've heard that Howard Stern thing, here's the thing: in my mind, like Howard was not always a big Kiss supporter, and I think later along the line he started having Gene in because he knew Gene would always do great radio, and Gene was always great on the radio. Uh, but there was a time when he wasn't always that supportive. I think was kind of more dismissive, was more into Led Zeppelin and things like that. It wasn't always a big Kiss fan. But the thing right off the bat, Paul announces the dates a minute into the interview. He's oh, here we are, it's December 1st. And you're like, why did he just say that? It was just like, that's right at the start. But then really, for Kiss fans, we know a lot of the struggles of Paul with his ear, you know, his, his own self-doubts, Gene, Growing up, his mother coming here, Nazi concentration camp. 
Howard gets right into that. I think anybody now. I remember Howard Stern when he came to Philly in like what the summer of '86, something like that, right? It's a lot, a lot of years ago, and I was really excited when Howard Stern came and I became oh a huge yeah the book signing Howard Stern fan when he first debuted in Philly. That book signing is a whole other thing. That yeah. was off the charts, but by that point he's huge, like he's taken over Philly. But those early days, I used to record Howard Stern all the time because I wanted to listen to it at night. I thought that was exciting because you couldn't get it. There was no serious, you know, in 1986, 87, something uh, like that. Well, the earlier times, got it. Right when I graduated, 82, 83, I, I remember the whole cookie puss thing. Right, now, sure. We talked about cookie puss. But even like, I think that was one of the things that was really interesting was Howard, if you follow the evolution of Howard Stern, You've heard him be the shock jock bad boy of radio. Now he's very much, he wants to know about your relationship with your father. And I think he right away, he zeroed in on Gene and Paul having, you know, growing up, maybe weren't always the happiest people. Although he wanted Gene to say that he was more unhappy and Gene wouldn't kind of go with it. Gene's like, no, you know, I had it tough because, like, my dad left when I was young, that kind of thing. But right away, look, my mom was all I needed. She was strong, and she was there for me. And I learned when we came to America, I learned that there was opportunity. And he says, as a kid, I didn't speak English. Now, we know all this from his books. But I saw Superman, and a guy could fly, and I'd never seen that. And Gene continues to be, I find, very inspiring. And at one point, you know, uh, they ask him, you know, they they start talking about therapy and Paul talks about going into therapy when he was young, like 15, like saying, I need help and going in. And they both at some point say, like Gene at one point says, I created Gene, Gene Simmons yeah. to be that thing that I wanted to be powerful, attractive. Paul says by many accounts, attractive. You know, he says, I created. They both at one point during the interview say, I created this character to be that person I wanted to be. And at one point they start going through the therapy and they start talking about, you know, Gene, what kind of songs would you have written if you had gone to therapy? Like, could you have tapped into it? I think they even say, you know, what kind of Pandora's box would that have been? And I thought to myself... As far as I now, you figure most of Gene's songs are written in that powerful Gene. We're going to get the girl. This one song, I think, is the most like the closest that I think you could go to saying if Gene wrote a song about being a kid, that it would be this. Yeah. 
has a sensitive side that's a little bit of gene simmons tito get me a tissue now look obviously you're not going to hear that song on uh the farewell any any end of the road that's actually and of course anybody if you're thinking to yourself well gee how'd i miss that one that's actually off the gene simmons can i say asshole on monaco radio i just um, did yeah, uh, 2004 and i mean some people love the album some people hate the album but obviously uh i think that's about as close to real life as as you know i think gene might get of really kind of talking about you know that line you left us when i was much too young and i was your only son but you left us anyway there's a certain you know that's that's you know a certain tug at the heartstrings that i've got to imagine that you know he certainly doesn't reveal you know certainly while he's up on stage and kiss but one of the other things and and i think we've been talking a lot at maybe off the air or on the air or here and there and everywhere it's kind of connecting a lot of dots today paul stanley mentioned the whole thing about how he feels he knows it's his duty if he meets you somewhere to make sure that your interaction with him is good and i thought to myself right away and there's people who would say that that might not be true but i have met paul stanley a bunch of times and he really does always make you feel like he remembers who you are hey how you doing great to see you you know how you been like you know, and I, I've told those stories a bunch of times on here. We like, oh, I, I do artwork for this magazine fanzine. And oh, yeah, I saw it today. I don't know <laughs> if he really did, but it made me feel great. All these years later, I still think about it. But the, uh, you know, I think that's that's the thing is that like, you know, the Howard Stern interview, is there anything that kind of stuck out? You know, for one, I think this is the funny thing is Howard and, and Kiss, I think, are kind of the last of the dying breed, that it was a big event. You know, Kiss doesn't want to just tweet out Here's the last dates. Cricket, 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 right? Yeah. And then everybody tweets it. Oh, look, tweet, tweet. They want it to be on what is a big platform. And whether you love Howard or not, and he's certainly not the the mega, you know, broadcaster that he was a bunch of years ago, it's still the biggest platform. Like if you're gonna do a radio interview. Well, everybody knows the name. Everybody it, knows it, how it's you know, you don't expect them to go, you know, and you don't want to hear them, oh, you're on a political radio show to right. announce something. Right. And, you know, and look, uh, I'm not going to drop a name in the trunk. Um, e- even if he, they weren't, right. he would, they wouldn't go on Ed's show. No. You know? And, and I think that even because, you know, if you, if you trash him all these years, you know, Oh, this and that. And blah, blah, blah. With that in mind here, I'm going to, I'm going to ta- I'm going to kind of indulge myself. I'm going to play you this clip. It's about seven minutes, but this, if you can imagine, this was actually from the week Eric Carr had died. So take well, your back self back you in it, time. Go real ahead. Real quick, before you do it, you mentioned about one thing that sticks out on that. And I got to laugh because of the Dynasty Tour. 
when Gene was talking about the songwriting there, and they, he's going, I have, a, Paul's going, I have a song. And the, that's the thing Tonight, that's you belong to me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I'm going to give it all to you. Oh, I know what it yeah. is. <laughs> and then yeah. That. And then you hear, the, and what's my part? Do, 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 do. <laughs> so look, let me jump into this because, you know, this, we're going to, it's about eight minutes, I think, seven, eight minutes. Um, so imagine this. It was like, so now you figure, November 24th, 1991 was Eric Carr's funeral ceremony. So this is that week because they're talking about it as a news item and they're talking about sending somebody over to it. And I remember running over to my cassette deck and hitting record because they were talking about Kiss. And I'm excited <laughs> anytime somebody's talking about Kiss. So at this point, Howard is grilling Baba Booey, Gary Delabate, about Kiss songs. And, and Baba Booey's trying to explain to him, you know, Beth. And Howard's like, I don't even know Beth. So here you're going to hear Baba Booey singing a little bit of Beth. Just kind of strap yourself in for this. Hey, no, Beth, what, how's that go? Uh, Beth, I hear you calling, but I can't come home right now. Is it a rap voice? song, the way you're doing no, it? No, no, no. I, I don't sing anymore. I, I only sing songs that... Sing Beth. I'm being serious. <laughs> I don't know that because song. Beth, I hear you calling... But I can't come home right now, cause me and the boys are playing. <laughs> okay, that was pretty, actually better than I thought it would be. But that, uh, do, calling Doctor Love, uh, Detroit Rock City, all songs of theirs. Yeah, but they're not. Right? They're not no, you're, you're right. I never even heard them. They weren't big hits, but oh, you're annoying me. <laughs> we know they sold a lot of albums. I said, I'm just saying they never had a big hit. I'm agreeing with you. I swear I am. All right, so shut up already. <laughs> You're agreeing and agreeing and agreeing. He agrees with me, but I hear the word but. <laughs> Don't you have to get newspapers? <laughs> oh, you did that already. Oh, here you go. Here, give me that. You got the, the greatest hits by any chance? No, rock and roll and I don't have. There's a whole bunch of stuff. Oh, John, you a big Kiss fan? Yeah. They're a great band, the tall. <laughs> <laughs> you need the microphone. I don't want to miss one stutter. That's, uh, I'm understanding. What? What? How are you? How you doing? What did you say? Yeah. <laughs> so you, you know. no, come on. What are you saying? Wrong? They were begging for a long time there, because they still have a, a lot of hits. Yeah, but what are their hits? Try ones the, now, Heaven's on Fire. Right, Heaven's on Fire. You say you claim that's a hit. I've been in album rock radio. I never heard of it. Rock and roll all night. Oh, here's Chernoff. He would know. Oh, is it I want to rock and roll all night and party every day? Was that I want to rock and roll yeah, yeah. all night. So we know one song. That's one song. All right. Hey, that's good. Where's the CD? <laughs> Can't help that. Here's one. I was made for loving you. Is that a hit? Yeah. Disco hit. Let me hear that. Let me hear disco hit. Disco heavy metal. That was their disco. It was I weird. Think it it was disco heavy metal. I gotta just hear one one Kiss song that I think is happening. I'm telling you, I never heard this. This guy will be buried before we find a song that I recognize. And I'm telling you, I got a pretty extensive music collection. He probably didn't play on this one either. I know this song. I think. Sounds like a lot of songs. I kind of know this, don't I, Robin? I'm trying to see it does. It sounds very generic. I know the words to this song pretty good. Do 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 do. <laughs> no, I don't know this. I wanna give it all to you. I know I've heard this somewhere. Really? I have. 
what is that song? Go to uh, the other CD player and, and uh, what do you I'll got? Put on one there? in there for you. That was Lick It Up. That was their uh, big right, comeback was, hit. Right, yeah, give me an example. Of one of the. Oh wait, this is this a big was, comeback. This hit. was okay, like good. in the early '80s. MTV played All right, it a lot. Very good. Lick It Up. I've never heard this. Come on. Don't know it. Yeah, come on. You did say one. I want to rock and roll all night. I know that one. Yeah, I know that one, too. Of course, X-ray eyes. It was a big hit. Top 20. Top 20. Gary's always top 20. Everything's top 20. Yeah, he's like got a billboard chart Beth, in his head. You know what? Beth was a big hit. And, I'm stand, Let me hear and Beth. I stand by that. Well, we can't find it. <laughs> it's so big, we don't have it. Yeah, this is their, uh, their latest. Their, their last song. God gave rock and roll to you? Yeah. Yeah, but what is that? That's not a hit. I All right, now that? look, I feel kind of lazy. I'm just yeah. playing somebody else's radio show. Yeah, nah. You know, like I found this on YouTube. No, I'm kidding. I actually went into my uh, box of tapes and found yeah, that. But anyway, yeah, it's just the reason why it came to my mind was because, as you can clearly hear, Howard's a little dismissive of Kiss at that point. But you got to look at the age of Howard, too. Back right. Then. Now, here's the right. funny thing. Driving over here today, uh, Howard made a comment that, he does not listen to any of his old shows that he hates the way he sounded and his interviews back then. Now, it would also be like you, Matt, listening to early days of the Kiss Room. But look, we all had that. I think, you know what, the other, the main thing, though, and it's his voice, if you listen to when he's a NBC, he's doing this high, he's like, like way up. But then the thing that's the most striking is, especially if you go back and listen to those early 90s ones, he's vicious. Like everybody is under, like he's going to roll over everybody. The stuff when he was at war with the zookeeper, you know, John DeBella. Yeah. Man, those are, bru he but is then brutal. There's shtick. And then, Shtick, then right. there's where he is now that it's confidence. Same right. with Kiss. Yeah. There's a confidence there. Look, you don't, how many bands can say 50 years? Right. There's not a lot. And, you know, so now you've interviewed Paul Stanley, right? Yeah, Michael? and actually speaking of confidence, you raised a, uh, you made me think of something, Bobby. <laughs> so I've interviewed Paul a few times, and I think the most recent time was when Soul Station came out, and I was asking Paul about his voice because somewhere he's never really gotten into, and you got some of his vulnerability in his Face the Music book, but someplace I'd like Paul to go and open up about is you know, he basically lost his voice at a certain point, right? I think it was around the hottest... Uh, show on Earth tour, and then Live 35, and then the Monster tour. There were a few tours there where he was just kind of struggling. We know he had surgery. And within, I'd say, probably the Freedom to Rock and, uh, you know, obviously the current tour, he's kind of figured out how to work with what he's got. And I think his voice is actually pretty good working within his range. But for someone with such a spectacular voice to go through that, I'd love to hear w what kind of emotional toll that took on him because I'm sure he did question himself and he started to think, like, am I still the Paul Stanley I used to be? And I'd love for him to get into that in a book, in an interview, something, because I know that it would inspire other people uh, because we all have insecurities. So I'd love for Paul to go there and get into that. So hopefully he does in the future, uh, maybe with me in another interview. But I think <laughs> right. I just love to hear that because it's something we haven't really heard him open up about in a deep, emotional way. You know, it's funny you'd say it in a lot of ways. I think about it a lot of time the same way that it's hard, I think, for writers to write a good Superman story because he's too powerful. The character of Superman is so powerful. The character of Paul Stanley is so powerful that Paul Stanley doesn't want to admit to you 
that he had doubts. The book came out, and wow, we learned all about it. You know, like the whole. Like I never really knew the whole story with the with the microsia and and his you know, really struggles with the ear. Like, you know, I mean, that becomes like really one of the focus points of that book is, is really his struggle with that. But I think in a way that's the difference is that at when they were at the height of kiss, you never got personal details. Like you never heard that kind of stuff from kiss. And I think that's in a way it's one of my things is I think that, you know, he will wait till after they're kind of done. That's when you're going to get that story. You know what I mean? It's the wrap up of, okay, now the larger than life character that is Paul Stanley may be on the shelf. Yeah. I think they look forward to that. So right. I know we talked about one-off performances and things like that, but I, I look forward to personally, Paul doing the soul station tour, doing albums, right. Gene doing his thing, Eric and Tommy doing their thing. I, I think I welcome that. I think that's going to be a good thing, and I wouldn't want kids to just keep performing forever and ever, and for them not to have that opportunity to explore their own individual creativity, because to me, that's exciting stuff. I'm going to bring up something to both of you guys. Look, they're dads. Don't you think they're going to be excited when they're grandparents? And yeah. just that. I mean, Evan, I, I was with Evan when he was 12 when I was doing the Rock and Roll rock Fantasy, fantasy. Game yeah, right. up in New York when I met him. And now I look at And then, you know, you look at Nick and then Sophie getting... Right. I, I mean, hearing Gene... And the one thing I loved about the interview is when Gene made it clear... When I was on the cruise, you know, look, he was around his team and this, but, you know, Gene didn't... But he said something on there about Shannon. And I was like, he goes, I was really an a-hole. And I was, right. you know, a piece of crap. And I'm going, he realized, he goes, you know, we've been, what, married now, what, 10 years? But they've been together 40. And it was just, you know, there, there That's just funny you bring that up because that's a good point. If you noticed on the Howard Stern interview, there was no talk of groupies and all the things you associate that with Howard Stern asking about and with what people would have thought Kiss was about. And he mentioned that kind of that exact story was Shannon put up with me, even though I was really tough to but put Howard up with. But Howard agreed yeah. with him because yeah. he realized that yep. right when that relationship good point. with Beth and everything yep. right there, when I was like... Uh, Look, we all get older and things start taking a different place. Right. They have a lot of respect. I loved the respect they have for Tommy and Eric. I think it's amazing. They know they wouldn't be the band they are today if it wasn't for those two individuals behind them. Right. And, and I love what Tommy had to say. He respects the you know industry of what it is. And he knew what he was getting into. Right. And... Uh, it's an honor to do that. If it, look, any of us would freaking die to be in their place. Yeah, that's the age-old debate. <laughs> if they said to you, you know, we'll give you this lifestyle and you get to be and kiss, uh, how quick can I spackle the makeup on? You know, it's like, I mean, come on. <laughs> I'll tell you something off the air when we're done in about seven minutes, which is really good. But there's a gentleman who wishes he was in that band. Hey, you know. And that would be Bruce. Yeah. He wishes he would have had that role. But, you know... Uh, but, you know, I've heard him say, look, I never wanted to be Ace. He says he wanted to be Bruce. And, I mean, that's the thing is even that. That's why I feel like this... this and, and it goes kind of back around to what everything we talked about earlier is who's going to be involved in these last shows. You know, that, you know, he should come out as, 
you know, I don't think he has to wear the radioactive suit or whatever, but come out and beat Bruce Kulik and get up and do a song with him. It'd be great. I seen that. Or maybe Bruce's, because everyone talks about Bruce's band on the, the ship. Wouldn't it be awesome for them to open up the show? That'd be amazing. I think it'd be great. I don't know. Bobby's shaking his head. We have six minutes. I'll talk to you later about that one. That'd be <laughs> That'd fun, be though. I mean, but man. even that. Now, it's funny because even if you think about that, we're, we're really, we are running out of time. But one of the things they talked about was all the great bands that have opened for Kiss over the years. And at one point, they said, you know, Robin Zander, one of the best vocals ever, oh, Cheap yeah. Trick. Man, if they had Cheap Trick open, that'd be phenomenal. I'd, you know, love to see that. So it's like, who knows? I don't know if we'll even get an opening band. But We've got a lot at, of months to speculate. Look what they talked about. And look, we had the opportunity you had that poster hanging on yeah. your wall the yep. band that they opened up with treated them like crap there's argent argent and, and they were supposed to play here on may 11 1974 at monco radio think about it and they kept turning them down and doing that yeah. i'm going where's argent now hold your head what what <laughs> now look i think i'm going to wrap things up because we got to get off the air for seriously zappa to come on at five o'clock so really i'm just going to go right around michael any last minute thoughts you want to give with our audience no just as i'm sitting here i'm thinking like we were talking earlier this year marks my 20th year as a, a, a for 20 years ago i saw kiss live for the first time wow and over the past 20 years i've had an amazing experience with the band um you know personally uh at live shows uh, and all of you right just being part of shows here so I, I look forward to capping off those 20 years in madison square garden i think it's gonna be fantastic celebrating the 50th anniversary of the band we love and uh yeah it's gonna be fun leading up to it and and that's the neat thing i'm 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 sad but I'm happy. I, I'm, I love the fact that we can still do this. I hope we're doing it for another 10 years. The Kiss Room probably be a lot to talk about. Because like you said, who knows what's going to go on? Who knows where the evolutions of things are going to be? But I'm just glad that we had this band to talk about, you know, from still feeling like I said, 14 year olds or 18 year olds and, you know, and everything else. And you said it earlier on Harem is that fans become a family. family. And that's it. You know, this has become a family. Everywhere you go, it doesn't matter. You've been to Atlanta to a KISS show. It's the KISS family. Right, and I ran into people in Atlanta who I know from here. Yeah. <laughs> and in some ways, is, bigger than, like we always say we're part of the KISS army. Bigger than an army, it really is a family of people. And there's people, you know, maybe you think, oh, I don't ever want to see that person again, but they're also a KISS fan. But, you know, like there's that kind of thing. And I think the, here's the exciting part when you think about it. We do have about nine months to speculate what's going to happen in December. So if anybody's out there listening, maybe you're a happy couple that's going to go home and you're so excited that you just listen to the Kiss Room that, you know, you get busy and, and you know, who knows what could happen. That baby could be born right as the Kiss Show is about to happen. You never know. It's if another it member. on the day you have tickets, you know. Um, right, be you ready. So always be careful. Have a great time. Look, we got Rock and Pod coming up. We're going to see you all in New York in December. People, I'm thrilled you could join us, and we'll talk to you at Rock and Pod. Come up and get a selfie with me, with Bobby, in front of the giant harem and Kiss Room banner. You know, look, that'll be the most fun thing. We'll talk to you next month. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you soon. You're awesome people, and you're in the Kiss Room on Monaco Radio, where music yeah! and minds meet. You have been one hell of an audience tonight. Why don't you give your...
something. You know, a lot of bands like to brag about their fans. Now, naturally, you better believe we brag about you, but we want you to know something. We want you to know, we know that you are our fans, but don't you ever forget, we are your fans! We love you! Thank you for listening to The Kiss Room. Stay tuned to Montco Radio. last minute crazy things you want to say to conform with expectations no but i will say something to anybody out there that's you know the weird guy or the weird girl that always has the weird things that they do that their friends put them down for don't think it's so weird maybe someday somebody lets you give you the chance to make a living out of it you just stick to it you'd be weird 12 o'clock on a Saturday night means that it's time for some midnight madness. Tune into Montco Radio when the clock strikes 12 and turn it up. If you are looking for rocking vocals, guitar wizards, big hair, flashy looks, catchy hooks, killer riffs, shaking hips, you will love Midnight Madness. Be here every Saturday night when the clock strikes 12 for some Midnight Madness on Montco Radio, where music and minds meet. Those clothes are stupid. Your hair is yucky. You're ugly. That's a stupid outfit you're wearing. Eh, <laughs> poo poo. All these years later, and the voices still haunt me. It makes me wonder, how can I protect my own children from the harsh reality of bullying? Parents, listen to your children. If they are being bullied, you need to ask questions. You need to find out if your child is a victim of bullying. Stop the hurt. Stop bullying.